Have you ever heard the phrase, the devil made me do it? Well, that's one we should remove from our repertoire. And also, the more subtle one of, it's God's fault. How does James help us with this? Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day, where we're walking through, day by day, the letter of James found in the Bible. James chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. Let no one say, when he is being tempted, I'm being tempted by God. For God tempts no one, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. The word used in verse 13 for tempted is the same word used in verses 2 and 12 for trial. It has the basic understanding of trying or proving. It can have negative or positive connotations as we've seen here in the first chapter of James. And the reason the same word can be used is because the difference is not in the occurrence, but in a person's response to the occurrence. If a person responds in faith to God and in obedience to Him, that person grows in steadfastness and endures a trial. If a person doubts God or rejects His counsel, it's because the person gave in to the temptation to sin. So it's not the situation in itself that's either a temptation or a trial. It's how we respond to the situation. God sends us outward trials, but the inner temptations we face in the midst of the trials are not from God. Well, why is James even bringing this up? Apparently, some people were in the habit of blaming God for their misbehavior or their situation which was actually done long before James 1 was written and is still a supposed route of excuse today. From the beginning of time, man has been a blame shifter. Adam blamed Eve, which was indirectly blaming God. Eve blamed the serpent. The devil made me do it. Aaron blamed the people for his evil action of constructing a golden calf in Exodus 32, and so on and so on and so on. We are always passing the blame because there must have been some outside force to cause us to act in such a way. I have noticed this tendency to pass the blame or to excuse uh, themselves from doing something wrong because someone else was doing it. This is definitely an inherited flaw, but it's also a craft that we as adults have passed on to our kids. Who's to blame for the man who abuses alcohol? Well, surely it's not himself, but rather the stress his family puts on him and the pressures from work. Who's to blame for the man who runs around on his wife? Surely it's not the man, but rather the woman who doesn't take care of her man like she's supposed to. It rarely happens when someone comes into my office looking for help or counsel about a situation that they find themselves in that they say, this is all my fault. People would rather be clean in their own eyes than face the truth. The Bible says all the ways of man are pure in his own eyes. But James is not putting up with this, the devil made me do it, or that it's God's fault. He's stripping these excuses from his readers and us as well. Now, I don't believe we walk around throwing direct blame on God for our sinful actions, but I think there are several excuses we lean on that are indirectly a blame given to God. We're blaming God when we fault our circumstances or even the people around us. Have you ever had the thought, I'd be a better servant if I lived in that particular neighborhood or if I didn't have to run into so-and-so all the time. Well, Adam blamed the woman God had given him. But we need to understand that God has set the boundaries and the times of man's dwelling place. So when we fault our settings or the people around us, 
we're actually faulting the sovereignty of God. One author wrote, So many people plead their distractions, but God sends us miseries not to make us worse, but to make us better. Today, please pray for Sam Jordan and his family, our missionaries in Jordan. Also, remember the Fonte Lifeward broadcast heard in Ghana.